All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, I just got back from uh, vacation. I uh, got to spend a week out in the Black Hills, South Dakota with my family. Uh, six adults, uh, two babies, uh, one child, uh, and my motorcycle. So we spent a lot of time as a family, about 3 o'clock, head back to the cabin. Uh, kids would go down, and uh, Grandpa would jump on his motorcycle, got to spend, uh, got to sp got to drive about 750 miles up the hills uh, on my motorcycle last week. So a uh, great time, got to run Spearfish Canyon 11 times, which is always uh, a highlight for me. Um, thank you for joining us. In the next couple of weeks, there are going to be some changes to our online platform. So we will be sending this out in an email, and we'll also be doing a, a video chat about this just to be sure. But I just want to give you a little bit of an idea um, of what is going to happen. Uh, it shouldn't change much for most of you, but for some of you, um, it will. And we are going to be using a software program or an app called Vimeo. Uh, here's what it looks like. This is actually the Vimeo logo, so you know what you're looking for. Uh, and here's what we're going to be doing. We're going to this platform for a number of reasons. But um, one of the things that, uh, one of the reasons that we're going to it is it's going to offer us um, a lot more options than what we currently have. So one of the things that's going to happen is, um, in the past month or so, what we've been doing is we have been putting uh, our, our online content, actually it's been available at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning. So if you're used to watching uh, before 10.30, this change will affect you, otherwise it won't. Now what's going to happen is, our target is August 9th. And uh, on August 9th, what we intend to do is we intend to go um, to our live service and actually start broadcasting that. So uh, what will happen is at 10.30, um, our service will be streamed live. Uh, and then after that, it'll be archived so you can watch it uh, anytime. Uh, what's going to happen is we're using that program called Vimeo for a number of reasons. Uh, it gives us a lot more platforms to be able to have people watch um, our message. So first of all, uh, YouTube and Facebook, one of the problems we run into is, is copyright issues and ad issues. So uh, Vimeo kind of bypasses some of that stuff. So what's going to happen is here, this will be, these will be your options to watch us live uh, starting on August 9th. Uh, first of all, you can go to our church website, um, hollyspringsbible.com. Uh, you'll see a, a tab called Video Sermons. You can click on that. And at 10.30, uh, it will show up on uh, our church website. Uh, if you're used to watching on YouTube or Facebook, at 10.30, it will go live on YouTube and Facebook as well. So you can continue to watch on those platforms. Uh, for some of you, you have smart TVs. So, and, and you use, uh, use uh, programs like Roku or maybe an Amazon Fire Stick. Uh, Roku and Amazon uh, have a Vimeo app. And you can add that to your uh, Roku list or to your Fire Stick list. And what that will do then is allow you uh, to watch our uh, services uh, on that platform as well. For those of you who have mobile phones or tablets, iPads, iPhones, um, those kinds of things, you can download the Vimeo, Vimeo app as well. Uh, and you would be able to watch on that as well. So what it's going to do is it's going to give us a number of platforms to make it a little bit easier for people online. Uh, the other thing, uh, the only downside to it is we won't be able to do our podcast early. So uh, our podcast will be put on uh, Sunday evening. But other than that, what we're going to try to do is 
get it out as many platforms, and Vimeo allows us to do that in one shot. So we intend to start, uh, basically we'll cut into our service at 10.30. We start at 10 o'clock, so wherever we are at 10.30, you'll just join our service, uh, and we'll have at least the preaching part of the, the service for you. I uh, might be able to get some of the music in there as well. But uh, that's where we're headed with our online deal. So uh, we're testing it actually this Sunday and next Sunday. And then uh, we intend, uh, no complications, we intend to go live uh, with it on August 9th. Uh, we'd love to have you join us. Uh, we are meeting uh, at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. And uh, we basically are asking you to kind of self-evaluate yourself. Uh, if you're running a fever, not feeling well, we're asking you to watch online. If you uh, have had a temperature of 100.4 or higher in the last 14 days, we're asking you to watch online. Uh, if you've had prolonged exposure to somebody who has tested positive, uh, we're asking you to watch online. And then finally, if you have um, some health um, or maybe age-related issues, we're, we're asking that you watch online until you feel comfortable coming. Uh, one of the things that I am observing right now is that uh, I, I've seen a lot of people protect themselves physically. And uh, they're taking all the precautions and doing all the right things. But what I'm starting to see is they haven't addressed the emotional side of it. And so um, I, I would encourage you, if, if you're one of those that you've just been uh, isolated and everything else for a long period of time here, you know, I'd encourage you at least get outside your house, at least walk around. Many of you, like me, you live on a farm and acreage and, you know, get out in the garden or, or just get outside for a little bit to get some fresh air. Uh, but take care of yourself emotionally as well. Uh, if you're not on our email list, please get on our email list, particularly in the next two weeks as we start to, to really spell out um, all of the uh, ways that you can uh, watch online. So uh, let's uh, look to the Lord in prayer and we will get started today. So Lord, thank you for the day, for the time, for the opportunity. Uh, Lord, our country is in a very difficult position, Lord, all the way across the board. And we ask that you would heal physically. We ask that you would heal uh, our nation spiritually. We ask that you guide our leaders. You'd guide uh, people who are making decisions. For those that are struggling uh, emotionally, physically, mentally, uh, spiritually, that, Lord, you would guide and watch over them as well. That, Lord, you'd work in their lives and hearts as only you can. And for us today, Lord, that you would encourage our hearts, that we would take your word, that we would uh, hear it, that we would apply it, that we would work it into our lives, and that this week, Lord, we would live differently uh, because of what you have done in our lives. These things we ask in your name. Amen. Uh, we are in the book of uh, Exodus. We're walking through the Moses and the children of Israel. Uh, Israel has left Egypt. Uh, they've been traveling uh, for a while now. They've gotten to Sinai. Uh, at Sinai now, they're going to spend about a year there. They're going to receive the Ten Commandments. They're going to uh, build the tabernacle. Uh, they're going to spend a lot of time doing that. Uh, we're at the first part of that year where uh, the children of Israel are, are, God is giving the Ten Commandments to Moses, who's going to give them the children of Israel. The Jewish people know the Ten Commandments is the Ten Words. And so what I have done is we've, we've kind of taken one word, one English word to associate with each commandment, um, as kind of an overall principle of things that we need to incorporate in our own lives, uh, as w to live life as God intended it to be. The first uh, word that we used was authority, and the idea that uh, the commandment says, I am the Lord your God. The idea is that you and I have to choose who's going to be the authority in our lives. Uh, the second word was priority. God said, you'll have no other gods before me. The idea is you're going to have to place God at the center. God's going to have to be the thing in which all of your life revolves around. Um, 
We talked about the third commandment, which is the idea of you'll not take the Lord's name in vain. The idea of giving God priority um, or giving uh, God's reputation um, and, and holding it in high esteem. We're going to talk a little bit about that as where it's tied to the, to the uh, fifth commandment. And then last time we talked about the Sabbath, the idea of, uh, of remembering the Sabbath. And the idea is that uh, God has established us to have a rhythm, a pattern of light. And what, part of that pattern involves this idea of rest, this idea of refocus, this idea of, of taking the time to be able to keep God really um, at the center of our lives and, and allowing our bodies and our, our, our souls and our minds um, the, the rest that we need to recharge for the coming week. So we've talked about those kinds of ideas. So this morning, uh, we make a pivot, actually. The first four commandments deal with God. Uh, the last six commandments deal relationship uh, to man or, or earthly kind of relationship. And so um, let's take a look at the uh, fifth commandment. Um, it has to do with our parents. Um, and here's what it says. Honor your father and your mother so that you will live a long time in the land that the Lord your God is going to give you. Um, one of the things that's unique about, uh, first of all, there's a lot of things that are very, very unique about this commandment. Um, one of the things that's, that's unique about them is um, this is the only commandment in which a human relationship is actually mentioned. And a human relationship is father and mother. Uh, most people see this a pivotal command uh, because what, what, what they do is they understand that when they ask Christ, what's the greatest commandment? He said, you'll love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. The second is likened to it, you'll love your neighbor as yourself. So one of the things that, that people see is this is the pivotal command to, that, uh, to that, those principles. is The idea that the first four deal with God, the middle one deals with your, your, your family, your, your mom and your dad, and then the next five deal with human beings, with people. And he's talking about this concept, this idea, if you will, that uh, it, it pivots off of that. Um, this is the only commandment that has a reward mentioned with it. Um, and it really talks about the way that you interact or the attitude that you have towards your parents because, believe it or not, that impacts all of the relationships that you're going to have all the way down the line. So let's talk a little bit about um, the different words and different ideas, and then we'll put it all together. Um, the idea of honor, first of all, um, in Scripture uh, is, is, is spoken of often. Um, <clears throat> the idea is to honor something is, is something that's costly, valuable, priceless. Uh, in the Bible, we're talking about um, they, they were to honor the priest's garments, they were to honor the tabernacle, uh, they were to honor God, uh, they were to honor our leaders, we're to honor our bosses, uh, we're to honor our spouses, uh, we're to honor one another. Um, the Hebrew word actually is a word called kabod, and what it means is glory. It's the idea of, of something that, uh, that is kind of overwhelming to you in, in your life. Um, I like the, the, the Septuagint, the Greek version of the Hebrew Bible. Here's how it translates um, Exodus 20. You shall value or treasure your father or your mother. Um, so the Septuagint says, look, you need to put, you need to treasure or value them. Uh, listen to how Webster defines it. Uh, Webster defines honor as esteem, respect, a symbol of recognition or distinction marked by integrity. So Webster looks at this as in, in this idea of, uh, of putting it, so to speak, up there on a pedestal, if you will. Uh, let me give you a little bit of background as far as Jewish families go, because this, this really lays out some understanding for this. Um, in, the, in the Jewish family, uh, a parent 
a mother or a father is, is, is really highly, highly, highly esteemed. Um, children were honored to their parents. Parents were to act honorably towards their children. Um, and when a parent died in the Jewish world, this was a big deal. Um, in the Jewish world, first of all, you took off work for a week. So you had seven days of mourning. Then they had a mourner's prayer that they would recite actually every day for the next 11 months. Um, on the anniversary um, of their death, uh, they would light the menorah. Um, in, in a Jewish world, they believed that a parent was so valuable and so highly esteemed that they could never be replaced. So the loss of a parent in a Jewish world was a really, really big, big, big deal. Um, God often talks about the way uh, in Proverbs, about the way that we should honor and, and, and put our um, parents in, in, in high esteem. Um, so we have this idea of the Jewish world of family, we have this idea of honor. So let's just talk about how it is we honor something or someone. Um, every day, you and I make choices on what we honor. Uh, we make choices on what we're going to put um, at, at, at the most important thing, for instance, for that day. Um, it's an attitude. It's a, it's a response that we have. Um, how we value things, how we treat things, how we um, show um, respect, if you will, to that. We saw this, by the way, in the idea of God when using God's name. You hold God's name in such high honor that you do nothing that would hurt his reputation. That's kind of the idea. We've already seen it with God. Now we see it uh, with regards to our parent. So when we honor something, what do we do? We, first of all, um, we treat it differently. Um, things that, that have a high value in our life, we treat differently. Uh, we we uh, talk about them differently. Uh, we think about them differently. Uh, and when we talk about honoring something, that's what we're talking about. We, we, we put our parents in that position where we, we think about them differently, we talk about them differently, we, we treat them differently than we do other people. Why? Because we're, we're putting them in high esteem. Here's a principle that I think is, is, is so essential that we grab a hold of this morning in, in, in our application of this. And it goes something like this. Um, you get what you honor. Um, that, that's a principle that's true in your family. Uh, it's a principle that's going to be true in your business. It's a principle that's going to be true in your life. You, you tell me what you're honoring, and I'll tell you what you're probably going to produce. You tell me what your company focuses on, and I'll tell you what you're probably going to produce. If, if your company focuses on the idea of profit, I can tell you, how you're probably going to treat the people who work for you. If your company, on the other hand, focuses on people um, instead of profit, you want profit, but people are more, I can tell you how you, you handle it. What you honor determines, really, um, what you're going to get. And that is such an important principle for us to understand um, on, on this idea of honoring our, our parents, of this idea of honoring our spouses, of this idea of honoring uh, one another. So it's a life principle. So let's, let's talk about a specific relationship to our parent. Um, and by the way, when I talk about parents, for those of you who are married, I, I'm talking about in-laws as well, um, because they're part of the, the, the parent um, idea. Um, I believe that if you have a poor relationship with your parent, um, that it greatly impacts every relationship you have. Um, I believe this in, in, in psychology, we call it family of origin. This family of origin issue is so essential 
to you understanding um, not only how you're treating other people, but how you're going to treat your spouse, how you're going to treat your kids, how you're going to raise your family. Um, so, so I see this as a pivotal thing. Now, uh, here's where I got to step back just for a second. Because I understand that for someone like me to say honoring your parents is easy. Um, I had a great, great example of, of Christian godly parents growing up. Um, so I was incredibly fortunate. Uh, so I understand it's easy for me. My parents were honorable people, so it was easy to, to, to show them honor. But I understand that there are a lot of people in this world that do not have that kind of, of home environment. Um, there are some of you that um, your parents have abused you physically or verbally or in some cases sexually or they abused alcohol or uh, they, there, was, there, there were anger issues. There were irresponsibility where they didn't care about you and they, they just left you to your own. And so when I talk about this idea of honor, it's very, very hard for you. To go, look, it's very hard for me to honor that person. Um, and and, and what, what I would say to you, uh, what I would say to you is you, you're going to have to work through this spiritually. Uh, one of the things that helps me and, and when I deal with issues like this is uh, a difference between honoring a position and honoring a person. Um, I can honor the position of this person with my father or this person with my mother, um, even though they may not have been um, an honorable person. Because this is so essential that you work through this, um, that you process some of these things that, that, and, and the way that you look at them, the way that you respond to them. Um, and in some cases, I mean, I realize in some cases they're gone. You, you can't, they can't make amends, you can't make amends. Um, but it's something that I think it's, it's so essential to you being healthy, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all across the board. Uh, you have to remember this. Honor is not a way that our world works today. Um, you're watching this play out. We have a whole community, a whole generation, if you will, of people who know nothing of honor. Um, when I grew up, honor was something taught. You, you were taught to honor teachers. You were taught to honor coaches. You were taught to honor policemen. You were taught to honor the, 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 your leaders, uh, politicians. We're, we're in a culture now where honor's really been thrown out the window. If, if we think somebody was wrong in the way they handled something, then we believe that I don't have to show them honor. And, and what I would say is this, is this is such an essential element of our culture. A lot of what you're seeing happen right now, I mean, you're watching um, protests and you're watching statues and you're watching things just be destroyed because they have no respect. They have no honor for it. And it's because we raised a whole group of people who have been raised without this principle of honor. And it is so important that we get this right as both in the way that we respond and, and the way we act. So what I would say, first of all, to those of you who are parents or grandparents or great-grandparents, you need to be honorable people. You need to be doing the things that honorable people do. Uh, and, and you need to earn, if you will, the respect by the way that you act. If, if you're disrespectful for them, it, to them, to people, it's really going to be hard for people to show you respect. I don't believe it's an excuse to not show respect. I'll get to that in a second. But it just makes it much harder. Um, so the first thing I would challenge is, is this idea of be honorable people, first of all. Secondly, if you're a parent, you need to model and you need to expect 
honor from your kids. Um, this is essential. This is absolutely essential. That, you know, my kids growing up, my boys will tell you. They never, I don't think they ever heard me say, you will not talk to your mother that way. Um, but I demanded, and I mean demanded, that they respect my wife. That they show her honor. Uh, because that was just fundamental. You could talk about, you could talk, you will not talk about my wife that way. Why? Because as, as Scripture says, I want to honor my spouse. I want to put my wife up there, and I don't want anyone to say or do anything that would be disrespectful towards her. So starting in my home, I just said, thing, you will not talk to my wife that way. Um, that, I just demanded it. Um, and I think you demand it all the way across the board. Um, I, again, we're in a culture which hasn't taught this. Uh, and, and so l- let me talk to different groups and different scenarios just to make it really practical for you, okay? Um, first of all, let me talk to those of you who are divorced. Um, and you have an ex or maybe two exes or whatever else. Listen to me and listen to me well. I've, I've spent 35 years watching this play out in the in real world. You must never talk disrespectfully about your ex, period. Let me say it again. You do not need to talk disrespectfully ever about your ex. Because here's why. As your kids listen to that, as your kids hear that, you are cutting your own feet out from underneath you. Because kids don't make that distinction. And so kids see authority as a whole. And when you destroy one authority, you destroy all authority. And if you're talking about how your ex is blankety-blank and this and that and that and that and that and that, that, then what happens is, and this is what will play out, as your kids get older and as your kids start to understand the dynamics of human relationships, you will become the one they turn on. I have seen this over and over and over again. When couples get away, I explain to them, look, this is so important. You do not tear down the other parent because it is still their parent. And the minute you start to tear them down, you start to hurt your own authority in that kid's life. Because eventually if that kid goes, well, if I don't have to listen to them because they're, they're not honorable, then I, don't have, then I don't think my mom or my dad's honorable in this situation, so I'm not going to listen to them. And that's how, that's how kids, teenagers, uh, even adults process it. And it's important for you to understand this. So what I would say is one of the things you need to change, if, if you've gotten in this habit, you've got to change it. Honor your father and mother. So you have to present an honorable approach to the ex. And if you go, well, I can't say anything good about them, fine, then don't say anything. But whatever you do, don't tear them down, especially in front of your children, because it, you will pay for this down the line. Um, I'm watching kids use this as, use their, their kids as, as pawns, if you will, with grandparents. And as those kids start to get older and they start to realize everything that that dad or that mom robbed them of, all of a sudden I've watched them turn on them and develop a relationship with those grandparents in spite of what, mo- what, what the other uh, kid did. So be really, really careful here. Um, I think you need to, across the board, Teach this idea of honor the position. Even though the, see, this is what our society doesn't get. Our society says, I will honor you if you honor me. I will respect you if you respect me. That's not a biblical position. A biblical position is you respect the position 
that God says to respect, regardless of whether or not that person was respectful or honorable or dishonorable or anything else. Um, and this is, this is so important. So let me give you a practical illustration, okay? <clears throat> I believe you should respect police officers, okay? Um, I have always been respectful of police officers. Even when I have been given a speeding ticket, I thank the officer at the end of it for doing their job. Um, that's why, because I honor the position, okay? Let's say I get pulled over and um, this officer's had a horrible day. And he comes up to me and he says, who in the world do you think you are? Blank, 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 blank. I need your driver's license. And I'm going to throw it And he is just absolutely horrible to me. Absolutely horrible. What I do is I treat him respectfully. And I treat him honorably. And at the end, I'm even going to thank him for doing his job. Now, I may afterwards file a complaint. But my interaction, but even then, I'm going to go within the system. Why? Because there's a position of honor that comes with the, with, with the position that you have. This is, where our, this is what's wrong with our country. This is what's happening right now in our country. Um, listen, I don't care who the president is. I don't care if he's a Republican, Democrat, or Martian. The bottom line is this. He is the president. And that position should always be spoken of honorably. But when you have a whole society that trashes, even in evangelical Christianity, that trashes different leaders and does not treat them in an honorable way or speak of them honorably, then what happens is you now create a whole culture of people who do not show honor. So the issue is why are we seeing what we're seeing right now in our culture? We're just reaping what we've sown. We're reaping a whole culture of, of, of parents who are screaming at referees and umpires and treating them disrespectfully. We're, we're, we're reaping a generation who has gone in and treated teachers disrespectfully and told teachers off because their kid got a bad grade or their kid they think was treated unfairly. We're reaping a whole generation of people who parents would come in and yell at coaches or they would watch parents get irate about this or that and this mistreatment and that mistreatment. And we're watching a whole culture of people who have not treated people honorably and we're wondering, why are we seeing what we're seeing? We're reaping what we've sown. That's what's happening. And I can't necessarily change the world, but I can change our community. And I can look at it and say, you know what? The one thing my children are going to see, the one thing my grandchildren are going to see, they're going to see a person who shows honor and respect to first and foremost my parents, and then secondly to anyone who's in authority over me. Why? Because that's what God tells you to do. And when I talk about somebody else, I want my kids to see it as I talk about it honorably. And this is so important that we, under, that we, uh, we, we get this. And here's what I would say to you. You're going to produce what you honor. You're going to produce what you put and you look at, talk about, think about, act about differently. My wife and I realized this a number of years ago. I had a mentor help me understand. Um, listen, life is short. Make memories while you can. Um, people, experiences are more valuable than things. And so my wife and I, a number of years ago, as our kids, actually they were, they, they were college age, uh, late high school, college age. Uh, we sat down and said, you know what? We're, we're going to start doing family vacations every year. We're going to start making memories. So we started going out to the Black Hills. 
And uh, at the beginning, I said, you know what? We're going to take a week. We're going to go out to Black Hills. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to rent a really nice cabin. We're going to have a really great time. And we started doing this. And then as the boys started dating and, 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 and getting engaged and stuff like that, so then the girls started joining us. And then um, this past year, we had everybody joining. Because what happened was my wife and I sat down and said, you know what? This is going to be what we honor. This is what we're going to put really as one of the top priorities in our life is every year we're going to make this vacation. In spite of all this COVID thing and everything that's going on, we, this vacation was booked back in, in December uh, is when we booked this thing. And we followed all along to make sure stuff wasn't going to be closed and all of that. And so we took it. And so what happens is we go together as a family and we, we divide up the cost of the cabin. Everybody pitches in and pays their part. And we go in and we, we, we have this, this event, and for an entire week, we just focus on our family. We just focus on making memories. We just focus on getting to know each other and connecting and getting to spend time together. Everybody gets to do a little bit of their own thing, and we all get to, to, to relax a little bit, and we get to connect a little bit. Why? Because I want my kids, one day when I'm long gone, I want my kids to look back on the memories and the things that we created. Why? Because they know that my wife and I value this. We put it as, as a place of honor, and we, make, we have a great time doing it. And, and, and I want to challenge you with this idea, because this idea of honor, you get what you honor. And people go, you know, I don't understand, you know, you know I kind of envy the idea you're so close to your kids and stuff like that. You need to understand. That's come as a result of a lot of effort and a lot of focus and a lot of saying, we're going to put family up here, and we're going to make family a priority here. And that is so important for you to understand. You get what you honor. And, and if you're wise, you will stop and ask yourself, what are you honoring? Are you honoring that, that, that work, that job, that, that, that career? Are you honoring this, this, this whole like, this sports thing? Are you honoring the whole you know, theater or music or band or whatever it is your kids are involved in? Are, are, are you honoring the idea of family? Are you honoring the idea of church? We all come together every week to worship. Are, are, what are you honoring? Because you tell me what that is, and I'll tell you what you're going to probably produce. There are exceptions, but kind of the rule of thing is, you tell me whether or not you honor your parents, and I will tell you whether or not your kids 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, honor you. Why? You get what you honor. And a pivotal point in the Ten Commandments, before God shifts to the way we treat one another, he starts with this idea of parents. And he says, look, if you want it to go well with you when you get into this land, you better make sure you've got a relationship or an honorable, that you see your parents in an honorable way. They weren't perfect. They, they, They made plenty of mistakes. They would do it a whole lot differently today if they had the chance. But I want to challenge you with this idea to honor your father and mother. Because it is so essential. So this morning, um, I, end, I end with this idea. Honoring your parents is the start of having a healthy relationship with others. You get what you honor. And showing honor to those who raised us is essential to life as God intended it to be. Let's pray. Lord, help us. Lord, the parents that you gave us, none of us had perfect parents. But Lord, you are the one who put us in the families that we were raised in. 
So Lord, I ask that you would help us to learn this principle. For those of us that were fortunate enough to have great examples, Lord, may we model it, may we continue uh, the cycle of trying to be the kind of parents that are honorable, that love you, that keep you at the center of everything. Lord, for those of us, those who didn't, Lord, it's a real struggle. A message like this is really hard because there are some deep scars. Lord, would you help them to start to work and process through it so that, Lord, they do not carry on the, the anger and the bitterness and the resentment. And, Lord, for those who need to change some things, help them to change some things. For those of us that need to enhance and encourage and, and strengthen some things, may we do that as well. And when it's all said and done, Lord, may you guide, direct, and use us this week. These things we ask in your name. Amen. Well, Lord bless you. We will uh, see you, uh, Lord willing, online next week. And if we can uh, help or if you just want to touch base and let us know how you're doing, we'd love to hear from you. So, uh, Lord bless you. Have a great week.